1: This is the Jerry Callahan Show. Just buy your own Twitter if you don't like it. They said this is America. This is a private company. You can't tell them what to do. And they kicked off. Uh, uh, they kicked off Donald Trump. They kicked off uh, Alex Berenson, Roger Stone. I should say they started with Alex Jones. Laura Loomer, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Steve Bannon—they—they they just started up. Uh, Michael Flynn, Charlie Kirk, Babylon B, Aubrey Huff—one after another—they kicked off those uh, those dissidents, <laughs> those people who dared to participate in wrong things. Those people who. I don't know, questioned uh, the election uh, in 2020, maybe asked, is there a voter fraud? Those people who questioned whether Rachel Levine was really a woman or Leah Thomas should really be in the pool, beating up on the girls. They asked those questions that everybody was asking, and they got booted off, and the mainstream media and Hollywood and academia and big tech said, good, screw them. This is America. They can do what they want. It's a private company. It's not censorship. It's not, it's not the government. And they applauded and said, you don't like it. Build your own platform. And, uh, people did. Entrepreneurial right-wingers started Parler and what they do, they crushed them. They crushed them. They took them off the, uh, the Amazon servers, and basically put them out of business. They said, uh, hey, don't like it? Build your own Amazon servers. Uh, Well, (laughs) how do you like it now? How do you like it now, Boston Globe? How do you like it now, New York Times, Max Boot? How do you like it now, Joe Scarborough? Uh, Elon Musk didn't build his own although he sure as hell could have if he wanted to. He didn't build his own Twitter, his own social media platform. Instead, he bought the company, or at least he's in the process of buying the company. And this is a great day in America. I almost feel like just sitting here and just reveling in this iron head because I am collecting and retweeting all the woke liberals who are uh, who are struggling with this. All these soft little squishy little snowflakes are saying, "Oh no, what's going to happen now? Not free speech!" They're uh, they're lamenting, they're bemoaning the fact that Elon Musk is in the process of taking over Twitter, and when he does, things will change. I could be wrong. This could be uh, this could could be all just another, another disappointment. And maybe, maybe the people he hires, people he promotes will indeed continue to censor, but I doubt it. If you're just waking up, if you're just hearing the news, um, Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, the great, great African-American icon, innovator, business leader, uh, a man who's worth more than $250 billion has um, set the wheels in motion. Uh, he is attempting a hostile takeover of Twitter, and it is absolutely glorious. Uh, as you know, he bought 9% of the company for $3 bucks uh, last week. They offered him a seat on the board, which would have limited how much he could buy in the future and limited his power over the company. He said, no, thank you. I don't need a seat. I'm work. I got bigger plans. And today, this morning he tweeted out, I made an offer. I made an offer. And indeed he did. And as far as I could tell, I'm no business expert. I'm no, uh, I'm no uh, Larry Kudlow, but as far as I could tell, they have no choice. I could be wrong. Maybe if people want to set me straight, they can, they can text in to the show on locals, um, they can tweet at me. I could be wrong, but I think they have to take this offer. They have to do what's in the best interest of the stockholders. And this is clearly, uh, uh, in their best interest. They will make some real money. The offers for $43 billion or $54 a share. Um, this from Bloomberg an hour ago, it's will I'll, I'll just go ahead and, uh, Read the breaking news. Elon Musk has made a controversial offer to buy Twitter Inc saying the company has extraordinary potential and he is the person to unlock it. The world's richest person will offer $54.20 per share in cash, representing a 54% premium over the January 28th closing price, an evaluation of over $43 billion. The social media company's shares soared 18% in pre-market trading. Musk, 50, announced the offer in a filing with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission on Thursday after turning down a potential board seat. The billionaire, who also controls Tesla, first disclosed a stake of 9% on April 4th. Tesla shares fell about 1.5% in pre-market trading. We don't care about that, I don't think. I mean, good luck to Tesla, it's funny. We get an electric car mogul who is the worst nightmare to the authoritarian left. We have <laughs> we have liberals melting down because the man who uh, who inve- who started Tesla and I don't say perfected, but certainly improved the the electric car market. You know, you would think it would be a dream. This is the guy who made electric cars cool and they hate him because he doesn't play their game. Uh, they would love it if he took a seat of the board and they continued to, to to censor and suppress and ban and suspend. Well, that's not happening. I'll tell you why I'm, I'm convinced in a moment, but uh, I'm still looking at Bloomberg. Twitter said its board would review the proposal and any response would be in the best interest of all Twitter stockholders. What do you think <laughs> if they're going to tell people who own stock, here's the deal you can make? What's the uh, what's the price? You just looked that up, uh, Craig. What, what do you have with the uh, the, price, the stock price, 40-something? It was 45 and some change, and he's offering 54, 54. and some change, So yeah. instantly these people are going to make real money. And that's why you buy stock. Not to, you know make sure the company goes woke, not to make sure the uh, Donald Trump doesn't have a platform. You buy it to make money and you're going to make money. Uh, It's a lot of money, uh, but he's worth $260 billion. According to Bloomberg's billionaires index, Twitter's market value is only 37 billion. That surprises me. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I don't even know how they come up with those numbers, but it just seems like not that big uh i mean uh you look at other public companies uh, there's other public companies worth much much more this is the a very important public company as we know this is where uh political agendas are advanced discussed not debated we don't want debate but this is where all major news outlets all the major newspapers networks uh, uh this is where their their people are, this is where they get their ideas. Uh it's it's an important platform, more important, at least in terms of you know the political the state of the country than uh, Facebook or TikTok. I don't know uh which is worth more. I don't care, but Twitter is important. This is where politicians go, this is where newsmakers go, movers and shakers. And this is where Elon Musk is going in full bore. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to become the sole owner. He's taking the company private, which is glorious. And I think I could be wrong. I think that means all the bad boys and girls will get restored. And that's going to be just the most amazing day because this news, (laughs) this news Just I mean, there are there are there literally literally liberals are crying in their cornflakes right now at the thought of restoring free speech. He hasn't done anything yet. Just the thought that he might restore free speech, that he might end censorship. And they are shuddering. They're 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 they're, uh, they're they're weeping. They're wailing. They're, they're on on Twitter. They're literally going on Twitter to say, oh, no, not free speech. Look at yourselves. I mean, honest to God, you pathetic little weenies. First thing this morning, I see the news. I say this is awesome, like everybody else. I click on here with you, Ironhead, and you're like giddy. And it's not just – I don't care if Donald Trump comes back, to be perfectly honest – I see his press releases. I I cringe at half the things he says on Twitter. I don't I don't think he really does himself any favors. I don't care that much if if Roger Stone or Yano, yeah, Maya, Maya, Yiannopoulos, Maya Yiannopoulos or Laura Loomer or Alex Jones or even even for that matter, you know, Charlie Kirk or uh, are restored. That doesn't change my life that much. I, I do feel I'm good about my chances of staying on this staying on this platform if Musk takes over but I got to say there's nothing I enjoy more than watching a complete meltdown on the left especially when the reason they're melting down is the restoration of free speech is the end of censorship it really does expose these authoritarian frauds that don't care about the constitution don't care about the first amendment don't welcome a ro- robust debate. These are people who live in a bubble, who, are, who live in this, this, this little world where you don't have people who, oh, I don't know, think maybe climate change isn't an existential threat that's going to kill us all, that think maybe Rachel Levine is not really a, a model for all women and girls, or Leah Thomas is a cheater, if you think that. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. It's amazing. The first thing I see when I wake up, I see the news, and I, I just smile and say, this is wonderful. And then I see Ben Volen of the Boston Globe. <laughs> he <laughs> tweets. this. I find this amazing and for a number of reasons. Ben Volen of the Boston Globe, tweet the, he links to the uh, or subtweets the Globe tweet saying Elon Musk is offering to buy Twitter. And his response is, welp. I don't even know what that means. Whelp, welp, W-E-L-P it's been fun while it lasted now this is a these these aren't you know associate professors at, at tufts these are reporter alleged reporters and columnists and commentators i'm going to get to a few others why how could a reporter a media member be upset about this be offended by this what do they think musk is going to do it's just like i mean this is Cancel culture. This is that the it only works one way, as we know. Only one side gets canceled. Only one side applauds cancel culture. They do it to us. So there's no threat to Ben Volen. There's no threat to to Max Boot. You know, there's no threat to anybody on MSNBC or anybody at the New York Times. There's no. Th- Musk doesn't pose a threat to them. He's not going to cancel them. He's not going to ban them. It only works one way, and the reason they're melting down, remarkably, is that they don't get to suppress their their opponents anymore. They must actually be confronted with uh, opposing alternative ideas. They might actually see someone on here who thinks Tony Fauci is a fraud. Oh, no, uh, we can't have that. This is amazing. This is a, just one example. Ben Volen, a good one, though. He's a Boston Globe writer, reporter, and he doesn't like the idea of people exchanging ideas, maybe even disagreeing. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I've said this before, and, and, and Minahan and I have talked about this many times. There's a lot of things that are disappointing at our old radio station. But they hired... Ben Volan, they hired a Boston Globe staff member. And I don't want to get distracted here, or to sidetrack. but quick refresher. Boston Globe did as much as anybody working with Bob Murchison to destroy WEEI. They, 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 I mean, they assigned reporters to harass our advertisers. They, they, they signed an editor to call advertisers to tweet, to write about how awful EEI is, with the goal of destroying their competitor. E. I. was a competitor. Hell, we we destroyed the Globe. Uh, we you know became the the biggest voice in town, and the people that set the agenda. And the Globe was an afterthought, and they didn't like it, so they came after us. And our boss admitted to us that the effort, when they teamed up with Murchison and others, to destroy cost eight million dollars over two years of the because they harassed. So they get rid of us. We, we've gone over that many times. They get rid of us to appease the Globe and Murchison. That's that's you know <laughs> embarrassing enough that they rolled over, they caved, and they gave in. Get rid of us. They hired a Globe guy. The station, the the Globe targeted for destruction. That I mean, obviously the Globe is you know, unethical, and it's not really a news organization, but, you know, they tried to destroy the station, tried to put it out of business. When they accomplished their real goal to get rid of us, the station turns around and hires a Globe guy. I mean, it's bizarre. It's insane. The people there know, the the you know, general manager, uh, program director, people on the station know what the Globe did, and they still put Globe guys including this guy on the air and pay the money. That is so mind boggling. But again, I don't want to get distracted. Volan's just one of the, one of the little, uh, poor little, uh, uh snowflakes who are hurt this morning. Uh, <laughs> and he's getting killed in the comments, uh, as well. He should. Everybody's just, uh, Laughing at the idea of a reporter upset. A, well, I shouldn't say reporter, an alleged reporter. This is he's a an activist like everyone else at the Globe. Upset. Show us on the doll where Elon hurt you, Ben. Show us where he touched you, Ben. Show us. Tell us what what's gonna happen to your little world. Is your bubble gonna burst? It's just mind boggling. This is this is a. Again, a reporter. And there's a whole bunch more. Yeah. Uh, I'll just give you one more because this guy is such a clown. Max Boot, he's this yes. uh, neo yes. neocon, big liberal, Trump hater. He just, he's a cartoon character. He's like Jennifer Rubin, the two of them at the Washington Post. They're cartoon characters. He tweets out this morning after getting the news. <laughs> this is amazing. A alleged, this guy's a hard-bitten reporter in his Twitter bio picture. he's got a fedora on, man. They have everything but the little thing that says press. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he types, I am frightened by the impact on society and politics if Elon Musk acquires Twitter. He seems to believe that on social media, anything goes. For democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, not less. I mean, this is 7.44 a.m., so I don't think he was drunk. But right there, you're not qualified. You're not fit to work in the mainstream media, in the media. You literally type, for democracy to survive, we need more content moderation. They're finding out that their echo
2: chamber's got a big, giant door about to get thrown open.
1: No door. It's going to be like, you know, explosive devices in the window. Blow the Molotov cocktails. Burn the bitch down, as Michael Brown's dad said. Burn the bitch down, Elon I'm going to repeat that last line because I find this, maybe it's just me. Maybe, I don't know. People can text me. It's insane. And this is just me. This is an alleged columnist commentator. I think he's on, I don't even know what he's on MSNBC or CNN. He loves war. He wants to go to war everywhere and all. Uh, He doesn't go. He doesn't actually fight the war, but he wants to send American men and and women to die in foreign lands for no reason. But anyway, last line. For democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, not less. Content moderation, if you're wondering what that, that means, censorship. That means censorship. That means banning, suspending, suppressing, taking down people's thoughts, ideas, their tweets. He wants, he's applauding, censor He's, he's working for the Washington Post, if you didn't already know. Democracy dies at that at, at, at the Bezos Post. Here you go. They want democracy to die. He flat out says it. Oh God, this is a good day, though. I'm not going to let these lunatics uh, ruin my mood. Uh, Ironhead, we got a lot to get. I want to get to Frank James and the. Uh, they got him as that clown, Eric Adams. Eric Adams actually sets up a Zoom call because he has COVID, just so he can go. We got him. He is such a uh, a poser and a and a panderer and an actor. And he's, he's not really a mayor. He's playing a role, but this, you're not going to believe who called the cops who called nine one one from McDonald's to rat out, uh, Frank James. We'll, we'll get to that. Uh, Joe Scarborough is, is had enough with the masks. I think we know, we know who was on a plane and a steward has snapped at him. And now he's completely flipped after two years of plotting all the, uh, mitigation measures, now he's had enough a uh, San Francisco Giants coach is accusing a San Diego Padres coach of racism and uh, you're, you're gonna laugh when we tell you why. And uh, Joy Behar and I think she's pretty much ended the argument, ended the debate. the dumbest person on TV. they're just I mean you can't be any dumber. and the sad thing is I think she probably makes like eight million a year. And by the way, today she will be on TV. I predict. I don't even know when the view is on, but all the hands, the clucking hands on the view will all agree. This is an awful day in America. This is terrible. Elon Musk. We're not going to have it. They don't know what content moderation means, but they, they don't like free speech. God knows. You know what? Joy Behar says joy. Behar's going to say today, the Supreme court should pass a law against Elon Musk buying Twitter, but uh, we'll wait for that. I've not seen that yet. Uh, back to Musk. I'm going to tell you why here is why I love this so much. Not only because, you know, Trump may be back on here going crazy, you know, settling all the scores and, and, uh, Charlie Kirk and Tucker Carlson, Alex Barrett and all these people, Aubrey Huff. Aubrey Huff was a good follow on Twitter. He got banned, uh, I don't know, about a year ago a uh, former giant, he's kind of crazy, you know, kind of crude, but so what? It's just speech. If indeed you're like Ben Volan and you think this is going to hurt me when these people get back on Twitter, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt my sensitive feelings. You need to look in the mirror. You need to ask yourself you know, what, how exactly a word on Twitter from some retired baseball player or some crazy InfoWars guy, how exactly you let that hurt you, that's a you problem, not, not, not a Twitter problem or or, or, or or Alex Jones. That's you. If you indeed look at words and say, oh, that hurt me, take those down. Please remove those hurtful words. Nuts, absolutely nuts. Worse than that, remove that funny satirical joke i can't see funny satirical jokes they heard me they heard me says ben volan says max boot I mean, you can't leave those funny jokes uh yeah that's they're not funny they're hurtful those words are hurting me so uh, a few months ago uh elon musk he was he's been on twitter he enjoys twitter he admits it he, he knows it's uh an important outlet, an important platform. He tweets occasionally. He has uh, what's he got? 80 million. Check this for me. 80. I want, to, I want an update on how many followers Musk has. 80 million, and he tweets out occasionally his thoughts and gets 10 billion retweets. He's a big fan, as we are, of Babylon B. If you don't know what Babylon B is, you should. It's a satirical site. It's a thousand times funnier than the Onion. It's a thousand times funnier than Saturday Night Live. It's a bunch of guys who get together and do these spoof sati- satirical tweets. It's genuinely funny. It's edgy. It's a little dangerous, uh, but it's satire. And they had tweets. Uh, there, there's Musk now, the greatest, the greatest American <laughs> of, of, at least today, mm-hmm. an absolutely great African-American entrepreneur, innovator, and troublemaker, God, that's what you call good trouble. What he's causing today, he's got eighty-one point six million followers. He was a big fan of uh, the Babylon Bee. He indeed, I don't even know how they connected, but he sat down with the Babylon Bee guys and did a podcast. And I didn't even know they did podcasts. And he sat down and for like I don't know two hours drinking Trulies or, or yeah, yeah, I think drinking Trulies, having some laughs and talking about the state of the media and the state of the country and all that. And then when, when was that? I know you have that in front of you. December. Yes. In, December. It was in December. And then fast forward three months and the Babylon Bee names Rachel Levine man of the year. Now you don't have to think that's funny, but it's a joke. It's an attempt at humor. Might not be a home run. Maybe it's a double, but it was an attempt at humor. They banned Babylon B for hate speech, for saying a man is, uh, how do I explain this? That a man is a, a man. Yeah, that's it. A man is a man. So they get banned for that hate speech. And they are told, take it down, apologize, submit, say you were wrong, like they're talking to their you know six-year-old son. You say you're wrong and you say you're sorry to Mrs. Levine. And God bless them. Babylon B guys, Sean Dillon said, no, not going to do that. Not going to do it. So they're still banned. You could see them occasionally. They're you know, obviously their website and other people link to it and tweet them out. And they're still funny. But that pissed off Elon Musk. Musk is their friend. Musk is their fan. And he said, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna do something about it. He buys 9% of the company. They offer him a seat on the know I mean, uh, uh, Give me his name again, Pram. Parwaz, uh, Argawal. Argawal, Mister Argowal says, "Come on in. We got a seat in the board. Let's all get along." And he says, "F you, Argowal. I don't want to see the board. I want the company." And he joked that he went to the headquarters and it was empty because all these little these these you know cupcakes were working from home after two years. Are oh, you at the empty headquarters? I'm there right Let me now. Look behind it's, you, it's
2: empty. We got the background. Uh,
1: Ironhead's background is Twitter headquarters, and you don't see a soul there. Not even Elon. He said he wanted to turn it into a homeless shelter because no one shows up at work. It's just an empty building. Then you kind of get the sense that he was there to cause some trouble, and he was. And uh, now we get the news that he's made a bid. He's going to buy the company, and things will change. I don't know how it will work. Will they just let everyone back on? Will it be the Wild West? I hope so. I hope so. And if, you know, if Alex Jones comes on and says that, uh, you know, aliens landed in uh, Area 52, 51 or whatever, and they're going to take over the uh, whatever, then you say, so what? It's Alex Jones. If if, if, uh, whoever, uh, Alex Berenson, tweets about how the vaccines don't really work, you know what? You don't have to believe it. You don't even have to read it, but he has the right. This has crossed over into censorship, even though it's a private company, because they are a a proxy government, you know, governmental agency. They have gotten, obviously, we know special uh, treatment and special carve outs. We know about Section 230. Uh, uh, you, You have a real tough time suing them. They play by different rules because they have uh, done the bidding of the deep states. So they are indeed censoring. They're not government, but they're doing the job for the government. They're censoring uh, dissenting views that criticize the Biden regime or criticize uh, the the you know the trans the trans mob. Uh, I'll be curious to see if we're allowed to call Leah a boy. On Twitter, will that be allowed when tw- Musk takes over? God, I hope so. Um, but I made my list of winners and losers. Losers: Levine, Fauci, Pfizer, New York Times, Leah, <laughs> MSNBC, uh, Max Boot, Ben Volen. Winners: Everybody else. If, when they put Trump back on, it's going to be a huge day. I mean, Massive. I don't know what's going to happen. They're going to have, you know, what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to bring comfort animals into the Boston Globe offices. (laughs) They're going to bring like baby goats and guinea pigs and little cute puppies. So Ben Bolin and everyone at the Globe and as they're weeping uncontrollably can hold a puppy and they won't, it won't hurt so much when the big, Evil Orange Man tweets something about Biden, Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh my God! What will we do when someone tweets that Dr. Fauci is a lying fraud who has made ten million dollars doing the bidding of Pfizer? When someone does that, I'm not sure what they'll do at uh, the New York Times. How they be? Will they have a crying room? They all can go into one room just for a good cry. And maybe they can hold each other. Someone's gonna have to hold Max Boot. Max, can I hold you? Can I give you a hug? Get, here, let me hold you. I know that that mean tweet from from uh, from Charlie Kirk really hurt your feelings. Let me hold you. You bunch of friggin' pusses. Honest to God, their words, their ideas. God, you people are an embarrassment to the. To the country. I saw someone. Thomas tweet, Jefferson would be ashamed of you snowflakes. But <laughs> I saw someone tweet out that
2: uh, I'm going to leave Twitter if this happens is the new I'm going to move to Canada if Trump wins. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. You leave Twitter and then they bring Trump back on and they bring all the, you know, the, the people, all the big famous people who get banned and they all come back flame, you know, uh, James O'Keefe. Oh, no. He might tell you. He might actually do journalism. And you'll actually get to read news because James O'Keefe's a great reporter. Maybe you get to read what's in Biden's daughter's diary about how she took showers with her father. Ooh, that's what I heard was in the diary. That's that's rumor. Allegedly. But, yes. Allegedly. yeah. I mean, I don't I don't believe it because it's not on Twitter. So I, I, don't, I don't believe it. But uh, that's that was one of the rumors. But. Uh, Hopefully this thing goes for, goes forward, happens quickly. And uh, all these people get, I can't believe like, like Charlie Kirk, he's just a, you know, he's kind of a straightforward conservative, nothing crazy, no crazy theories. All he did was literally say Rachel Levine was born. Richard Levine lived Richard Levine for her first 54 years as a family, kids and changed to Rachel Levine in her fifties. That's all he did, and they banned him. Can't can't have that. Can't have that. Late bloomer. It is. I like this uh, offer though from Musk. He just says there will be no back and forth. This is my yes. offer, my final offer. Take it or leave it. Now every average uh, stockholder is out there going, take it. That's uh, whatever it is, ten bucks a, sh- twelve bucks a share. Right there, that is real money for some of the big stockholders. So they do not have a choice. I do not believe. Don't put anything past the authoritarian left. They might change the rules today. Change the rules to make sure uh, make sure Musk does not control the company. But we will see. We will be rooting for him. He is absolutely great. Do we have any sound from Musk? I told you why. What the impetus was. What the real motivation was. They messed with the wrong satire site. Now, I'm not saying... He wasn't upset when they banned, you know, whatever, Trump or Charlie Kirk or Alex Berenson or any number of people, but he what really set him off is when they banned his friends at the Babylon B. And when he went on with the B, he kind of explained how things have changed and humor. Humor's against the rules now and satire. And he talked about Dave Chappelle, but he gave you a little glimpse, a little window into his thinking and keep in mind, this is the richest, most powerful man in the world, most powerful man in the private sector in the world, right here, hanging out, drinking Trulies with his friends from Babylon B. Go ahead and play it, Craig. On some of those problems, but the problem of wokeness specifically, you mentioned that's like a mind virus and it's destructive. Uh,
0: and why, why do you think wokeness is so destructive? I'm interested in your, your opinions, too. Um, but, you know, like, I mean, generally, I think we should be aiming for, like, a, a positive society, and, uh, you know, that, that it should be okay to, you know, be humorous, uh, at, like, you know, like, we should, we should, like, like, wokeness basically wants to make comedy illegal, <laughs> which is not cool. We've experienced a of that. <laughs> I mean, Ch- Chappelle, like what the... Flower bed. I mean, try to shut down Chappelle? Come on, man. That's crazy. Um, so, um, you know, so do, do we want a humorless society that is, is simply rife with condemnation uh, and hate, basically? Uh, and no forgiveness, right? Yeah. yeah. The, at, at its heart, w- wokeness is divisive, um, exclusionary, um, and hateful. It's, it's, it basically gives mean people a reason, a a a, a, a it, it gives them a shield to be to be mean and cruel, mm. armored in false virtue. What do you think? I'd agree with that.
1: That is, yeah, that we, is perfect, right there. It gives spot on. gives an excuse for mean people. Not only can they be mean and you know shut down and silence their opposition, but they can do it in the name of virtue. They can do it cloaked in righteousness. You know, mm-hmm. see, oh, we're getting rid of Trump because he incites violence. Of course, you know Frank James can continue to be on our platform, or the Ayatollah, or President G, or Putin. They can be on the platform, but we can't have Trump because he incites violence, and we can't have uh, we can't have I don't know, conspiracy theorists like uh, like uh, Laura Loomer and uh, Alex Jones. We Can't have conspiracy theorists, but we can have liars uh, you know, who who you know to say uh, the laptop is Russia dis- disinformation. Any of those 51 intelligence experts that said it was Russia, did, any of those people have been banned on Twitter? Of course not. They're woke, or at least they're on the side of the woke. We can have them saying, oh, the laptop, don't believe it. It's Russian information, disinformation, and, and they can uh, suppress the New York Post, which broke the biggest story in years and had it down cold because they have the actual laptop, and they suppress it. effort to help their guy win and they lie and say, oh no, we can't have this. That's, that's, that's bad. That's Russian information. And they do it proudly. God, the thought of all those scumbags who suppressed the New York post and said, it's, you know, it's Russian all those 50, the the Brennan and, and Clapper and the rest of those, those, those maggots. They're all just sitting there going, oh, no, we're going to have free speech. People might call me out for the liar and the fraud that I am now that Elon Musk took over. But oh, God bless the man. <laughs> you can see why he can't do a lot of or could never do like TV. His mind is racing. He's, he's brilliant. He's innovative. He's and the other thing, by the way. He's not just some big mogul. He's not Gordon Gecko. He's an engineer. He's a brilliant engineer. Yes. They will understand all these diabolical algorithms they have there and change them. That this, he is their worst nightmare. God bless him. You go, Elon. We will be, uh, I'm not you know, buying any stock because it's soaring, but uh, I will be rooting hard for the man. But uh, right, we got a lot to get to. We got to get to uh, Frank James. And again- you're not gonna believe who ratted out Frank James. And I hope we're not seriously, I hope I hope he's not looking for a reward because he's not gonna get it. But uh we can get to that and and a bunch more on today's Callion show brought to you by ExpressVPN. As we talk about all the time, as we've been talking about today, big tech is out of control. We got shadow banned, we haven't got banned. By Twitter yet, and hopefully it ain't going to happen because uh, it's a new sheriff in town. But uh, you know what's going on. These big tech companies not only do they sense what you read, they track what you do online, everything. They track what you're searching for, the videos re- you watch, everything you click on, and they use this data to serve you ads so they can match your activity to your true identity. Think about everything you browse. They use this data and turn it into a product. The same big tech companies. Who are responsible for cancel culture are using your information to profit off it. That's why we use ExpressVPN, and you should too. ExpressVPN is a simple tool that protects you from big tech companies by hiding your identity and your online habits. ExpressVPN disguises you and prevents big tech from tracking your your online activity and turning turning it into a product. Make sure to go to expressvpn.com slash Callahan to get an extra three months for free with an annual subscription. What are you waiting for? That's expressvpn.com slash Callahan. You can support this show. You can strike back against big tech and you can keep identity thieves. You could do your part. You know, Elon Musk is doing his part. You can do your part. Get ExpressVPN and you can stymie. You can stop. You can thwart. You can frustrate those bullies at big tech. I right, have been telling you about Callahan coffee. Here's your chance to get some. Here's what it looks like. I got, here's what it smells like, right? Oh, it smells like good, deep, rich, dark roast, which is what it is. Dark Callahan roast. coffee, proudly roasted in Waltham mass. You don't have to be good for Easter. I don't know if you have time to get it for Easter, but you can try. You can get it for a uh, mother's day, Greek Easter, whenever that is father's day, It's a great gift, easy to wrap. Everybody loves coffee, not maybe as much as I do, but everyone loves coffee. And this is quality coffee. We got the full uh, the beans here, whole beans. But you can also get one of those little K cup things if you have a Keurig and you want to use. You can get one of those little K cup things. We have the links to get those on the website. If you that's if that's how you do your coffee, all you got to do is go to CallahanCoffee.com, click on the link uh, in our social media bios to order your coffee today. It's quality stuff. I love it. If you don't love it, I'll be surprised, but you can blame iron head. He picked it up. <laughs> All right, let's get to this. Frank James was on the run for what? 20 something hour, 27 hours or something, which was amazing. Cause he's 900 pounds. He's got the biggest man boobs I think I've ever seen. He looks like a Buddha statue with this huge gut, uh, I, I couldn't believe it took him that long, it took us, uh, took the authorities that long to get him. But um if you haven't heard the details yet, this one guy, Zach Dahan, he's a Syrian uh immigrant, and he's he's great. He's he apparently followed Frank down the street, yelling everybody, that's him, that's him. He didn't try to wrestle him to the ground, which is smart because if uh Frank landed on him, uh Zach would be no more. But Zach sounds like a uh, I was reading about a pretty smart guy, speaks five languages. His job is installing security cameras, not in the subway or else they would have had some video, but in at, at businesses and all over the city. And he was pretty good. He got people to point him out and yell at him until the cops got there. But you know why the cops were on their way? I'm I'm pretty sure this is true. I read it in the New York Daily News and the New York Post. Do you know this already, Ironhead? Who called nine one one? That'd be Frank James himself. Frank James himself, and you, which is a surprise. I, I don't normally expect you know criminals on the run to call the cops on themselves, particularly four hundred pounders who are easy to identify. But you're not. I guess you will believe where he called from at McDonald's. I guess he wanted to make sure he had his last meals a free man. Probably had you know three quarter pounders, four Big Macs, and a filet of fish. And a large fry and a uh, oh, oh a diet coke. He doesn't want to overdo it. And a shamrock uh, shake, possibly. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, they still have those. It's well past St. Patrick's Day. They usually they usually There's surround the day pretty well. Apple apple pies. They still have apple pies. I can't keep track. Ice cream. I know they have ice cream. Yes, that's all I know. Maybe so, a frappuccino. Whatever they call them. But after he was done with lunch, Frank James called nine one one and then took a walk. And as he was walking down the sidewalk. Zach Dehan and company, other people started yelling. And people were cheering Zach when he went to go to the police station to make a statement. And he sounds great, but I'm not sure he, he earned the reward because Frank James called the cops on himself. Uh surprise. Um, I'm gonna check the later. Oh, oh, let's listen to uh Zach. Is this Zach talking to the media or is Zach getting cheered by the crowd? Uh, it seems uh, it's like a media style interview, but I think it's just a civilian. Oh, it is. OK, let's listen to Zach tell his story after he saw Frank the tank rolling down the sidewalk.
2: Hi. I'm good. My name is Zach. I was uh, working inside the store, and I was doing security cameras inside. And I see the guy. He walking from the screen. I see him from the cameras. So I thought, oh, shit, this guy. Let me call the police. And I call him, and we catch him. Zach, you are a hero. Thank you so much. No problem. We, we thank you. We try to make the people safe, always, because the be people is out. nice. Was the happy. life is nice, you know? Thank you, Zach?
1: Zach? is that's okay. Lex seemed, I don't know if he's an American, but he seems like a great guy and a hard worker and a conscientious guy, and he did his part. Uh, I still can't believe it took as long as it did. I don't know where where Frank James was hiding out, but they got him as uh, that egomaniac, Eric Adams. They do the press conference, and John Miller, the former uh, TV guy who's now the assistant commissioner, and he does a statement, and the assistant and the police chief, uh, police commissioner says some and they have to go to Eric Adams at home on Zoom because he's got covid and he's like we got him I'm like we don't need you you're not involved here stay home and you know drink your fluids and watch tv but anyway they got him uh at 142 in Manhattan yesterday afternoon he made it all the way from Brooklyn to Manhattan which is amazing i don't know if he stayed on the subway or, or what he did i'm pretty sure he didn't uh, didn't jog there but it turns out he's not 55 that was wrong Turns out he's not 180 pounds. That was wrong, but he is black. Not that you knew that. I shouldn't say everybody knew it because we saw his mugshot. But this is an amazing thing, and it just seems so unnecessary. I realize the media is full of wokeness, full of you know woke, uh, you know left-wing liberal uh, race hustlers. But the Washington Free Beacon did a whole study of the media, the mainstream media. And it is remarkable how many times they leave out the race of the perpetrator if he's not white. They just leave it out. They perused, like, how many stories? Like, thousands, I think, of stories, 1,100 articles by mainstream newspapers, including the New York Times, Washington Post, Chicago Tribune, L.A. Times, San Francisco, Minneapolis, Philadelphia. Of course, they leave out the Boston Globe because it's not really a newspaper anymore. But uh, And they go, how often... Uh, they mentioned the murderer's race and when they were reporting on a murder and uh, they go through each paper and it's like, I'm looking, if he, how often did the people, how often did newspapers mention a murderer's race? Uh, if he's white, 23% of articles on the murderer mentioned his race. If he's black, 6%. If he's Native American, 50%. If he's Hispanic, 3%. So if he's black or Hispanic, they just leave it out. And that's one thing if he's in custody. And I don't even know what you accomplish by leaving it out. But this guy was on the run, and they were doing descriptions. There's a montage out there of MSNBC and CNN and other uh, networks doing the story and describing him. Of course, it was all wrong, but they'd say 5'5", 180 pounds, yellow vest, blue hat, bag. They go through this whole description, 62 years old, and they leave out his race. I don't know. I, I know who does this, but I don't know why. Like, what they think that accomplishes. Let's not mention the race. Like, you're going to... People might be prejudiced against black people if you mention the guy who just shot up a subway is black. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not willing to talk
2: about his race, but he's very willing to talk about other races in all his videos. <laughs> right, and, uh,
1: which is a good point. Katanji Brown-Jackson... You don't see an article about her without mentioning her race, right? Right. It's an important component, you know, their race. It's, it's, uh, so every single article, I mean, everyone, every TV report. I mean, you can see a tweet, you know, two sentences and it will say black, black woman, black first black woman, black, black, black. So it's critical that you know her race. The same people won't mention his race. Like is race important or not? I mean, obviously, you're right. It's all that mattered to to, uh, to Frank James, who, by the way, uh, if you keep a score at home, in the last year, that's probably the fourth violent crime. Others were, uh, he failed. He wanted a murder. He I was going to say the shooting or murder, but he didn't murder yet, as far as we know. No one has died, 10 people injured, hospitalized. But you had uh, the... The guy who attempted to murder the mayor in um, Louisville. He was a black nationalist, a BLM supporter. You had the guy who ran down the Capitol Hill cop outside the Capitol, ran him down into a barrier. He was a black supremacist, Farrakhan follower. You had the driver in uh, Waukesha who killed six, including an eight year old boy, a black nationalist, a black supremacist. Now you have this guy, and you actually have your president and your attorney general and your vice president and your mainstream media saying the biggest problem is white supremacists. I mean, it's just like, okay, you know, everybody up is down and, and the sky is purple and boys are girls and white supremacy is the problem. When you literally have a black supremacist, a black separatist on video saying he wants to kill Whitey and he wants to kill Asians, but he was a fan of Katanji Brown Jackson, no surprise. You know, all he cares about is race and she's black until he found out one uh, important fact about Kataji. And then he changed his mind. Let's listen to one more of these videos, which I believe have been taken down by YouTube at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, justice has prevailed. You no longer get to find on YouTube the insane rantings of this attempted mass murderer. But for one for one last shot here, let's listen to his Analysis of our newest Supreme Court Justice.
2: I had no idea with that African name that she would be married to a white
1: man. One of my subscribers brought that to my attention. Yeah. Our black sister, Supreme Court Justice, power to the people, is married to a fucking white man. She's fucking shit. Oh, God. Wait a minute. This. This is the motherfucker right there. We are. There is a white man, black sister, Kentonja motherfucker, name married to a white man. Uh, they're really, really, really upset that the news, but I'm not, not happy that they have a, a, a black woman on the Supreme Court for the first time, but she's married to a white man. I guess that does throw a loop. Uh, to people, I mean, he's a separatist. He wants black and white to separate. And if that were the case, what would happen with people like like that? Kataji would she have to separate with her husband? What about you know S- Steph Curry's parents? And I mean, it's like, what about uh, Travis Kelsey, his girlfriend's? wife? I mean, it's just. I mean, obviously, everything he said, everything he ranted about, was insane but he literally said we should separate the races in this country. A sure thing. We'll get right on that, Frank. We'll just drop some legislation and then we'll be done with it. But uh, that's, uh, I don't think we're going to hear too many more YouTube rantings from Frank the tank. Although a good one we mentioned yesterday was that he really doesn't think he could handle prison. You know, he doesn't, I can't handle, and I'm thinking, so you commit this act you know, you're not going to get away. You know, you're not going to escape. You know, you rest you're going to die in prison and you do it anyway. What a loser he is. What a failure. I'm telling you, he's going to go to prison. They're going to say, wait a second, you're on a crowded subway. You had a gun with 30, you took 33 shots. You had smoke bombs and you didn't kill anybody. What a loser. He's just going to be shunned. And I'm not sure they're going to have a lot of big Macs and filet of fish there for him. He Might, uh, it might be like, OJ. get some money to spend in the, commissary fill up on a, a, a Oreos or uh, you know, whatever de- little Debbie snack cakes, but ramen. I don't think, I don't think he's the, a lot of sodium in that. You got to be careful when you're in his shape. Yeah, that's true. I don't think, I don't think he's long for the world to be honest with you. He bought the gun in 2011 at a pawn shop. It was not the ghost gun. Uh, he's been arrested. He was arrested nine times in New York city, three times in uh, New Jersey let go every single time, of course. He had. He was caught with burglary tools four times, I believe. Sex acts, he was of uh, sex crimes. Arrested for all kinds of stuff. But of course, of course, back on the street. Uh, I was, I, can you check, find out if he's made bail yet? Or maybe, I was, maybe there's no bail. It's New York City. Yeah. I, can you find out if he's back on the street yet? He didn't kill check, anyone, uh, so it
2: wouldn't surprise me.
1: Check check, Mrs. Fields in uh, in New Times Square, or maybe that MM store. Uh store. Um, right, no murders. I'm sure his lawyers say, "Hey, he didn't kill anyone." So a couple of flesh wounds. What's the big deal? Can he go now? Uh, he didn't, you know, storm the Capitol. Can he go now? All right, let's do Shea. Let me do Shea, and then we're gonna get to uh, Joy Reid's bid. I'm Joy Reid. I keep saying that she's in there too, but Joy, yeah, I don't think she's. Uh, I don't think she's really competitive with uh, Joy Behar in this contest. Joy Behar may have sealed the deal. She may have become the dumbest person in media, at least the dumbest person who makes at least $5 bucks a year and has a real voice, a real presence on on the media, because people just constantly quote her and tweet her and, and are amazed at the dumb things she says. We'll get to that uh, after I talk about Shea Concrete. I would have been telling you about Shake Concrete for a long, long time. Today, we're sitting with the man who makes it all work, the man in charge of the whole place, my brother in law, Greg. Hey, Greg, seems like business is booming at Shea Concrete. We're cranking that out, Jerry. Well, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just wondering what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Wow, what kind of people? We have positions driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating engineers, all kinds. Do you need any podcasters? (laughs) know, we do have the precast podcast. Well, I I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, What's holding you back? Why can't you find people? Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug test. Ooh, <laughs> you have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right, if people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? Bunch of ways. They can, if they want to be a team member, they can go to shayconcrete.com, fill out an application. They can come to our, any of our offices. we got four locations. They can call me up directly. They can email jobs at SheaConcrete.com. And you'll give them a hat? And We'll give them a hat. Hats. Yep. All right, sounds good. SheaConcrete.com. I saw a really cool, uh, nice cafeteria here. Can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. We got empanadas and <laughs> chicken. Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. Joe Scarborough tweeted out how sick he is a of wearing a mask and all these mandates. A guy for two years who's been supporting all the mandates and all the masks and mask shaming and vaccine shaming, and now he's had enough, enough, and I am quite certain Uh, I'm going to guess a flight attendant snapped at him and said, sir, put your mask on. And he just lost it. And I love that. I love that when liberals like this who are all in, by the way, they're bringing back masks on planes. People don't realize how insane that is. There's no case, no case of COVID that could be traced to a plane. It's the safest place in the world. I've said that. I said that two years ago. I've been saying it for two years because I have a friend who's a doctor and he explained it to me, the whole ventilation and the air. and You can't get COVID on a plane, and they don't care. They, they don't care that masks are unnecessary, irrelevant, are theater. They want you to do it anyway so they can exert their control and so that the neurotic, paranoid weirdos out there can somehow feel better that you are wearing a mask for no reason. It's just insane. Not enough people recognize the utter insanity of it all. Saying you got to wear a mask, even though it does nothing to stop COVID, nothing. <sighs> but but whatever, we'll get the you know, typical. I'll give you someone who supports you know mask wearing. I'll give you someone who supports triple vaccinated and boosting and everything else. That would be the girls of the View. The girls of the View. Do we have uh, Joy Behar? Uh, because I don't think people realize how dumb they are. They have the greatest job. I got to say, this is the greatest job in media. I'm not sure what time they tape. It's on like 11 o'clock noon, something like that. So they probably tape at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Don't have to get up too early. They obviously don't have to do any show prep. (laughs) They sit down. They fill the audience full of empty headed bimbos who somehow just show up to say, you know, they were there and saw some, you know, celebrities and, they sit at a table. They just shoot the breeze about the latest news of the day. They all agree. They all sit there and say, oh, Trump, Trump, Trump bad guy. Trump's awful. They'll they'll, they'll bemoan the Musk news. And uh, they will say, you know, Biden, who cares about Hunter? They don't do any research. They don't do any reading. They just speak out their rear ends, which is a disgusting thought. And quite often they're just dead wrong and it doesn't matter. And then they probably go home at, Noontime, they're done. That is the greatest job in media, and they don't have to know a thing. They don't have to be right. But let's listen to Joy Behar talk about how the Supreme Court is going to pass some laws. Go ahead.
2: The Supreme thing. Court the is, is poised to pass a bill contradicting the New York City so state laws. We have very strict gun laws here, and they would like it to be, apparently, somebody has put this on their desk, that New York should be an open-carry state and an open-carry city. With all of the density in this city, they want people running around with guns. People, Middle-class people will be leaving in droves they if have, that happens. They will, and this is... This-
1: <laughs> middle-class people are going to leave New York if they have... Uh, if they loosen the gun laws, uh, that's just, it's beyond dumb. I mean, that's disqualifying. You think the Supreme Court is going to pass a law overturning the New York City, uh, you don't even know where to begin. And I don't know how many of the other women there were thinking, did she just say that? Does she really think the Supreme Court passes laws? At least one agreed. That's they, yeah, they showed a couple of them nodding. and I mean, sometimes you do that because you don't want to embarrass your colleague. But right. maybe they all think the Supreme Court passes laws. Someone put it on their desk, and now they're going to pass a law where they can't, where they repeal the open carry, or they implement open carry laws in New York City. First of all, that would never happen. Second law, people are already leaving in droves. You dummy. Haven't you noticed? Well, Read up.
2: If everyone could easily carry a gun, that that wouldn't have happened, or he would have been on the ground four right. seconds after it started.
1: If you, if you need to understand why concealed carry laws, or just open, or just lax gun laws, or the, free, the, the right to carry might stop crime, you had, what, I don't know how many people on that subway car, 50, 40, 50? If one of them was trained and responsible and had a gun. Uh, Frank, the tank might've been stopped, you know, before he got off a third might've been stopped as soon as he dropped a smoke bomb and pulled out his weapon. And, you know, might've uh, obviously didn't kill anyone. Those 10 people might've been spared these bullet wounds. Uh, and you, you literally forbid to prohibit someone from protecting themselves on a trapped subway car, doors are shut, doors are locked, subway's moving. You got nowhere to go. Well, if somebody on them, I mean, if he were proficient, he could have killed everybody. If he were, you know, Omar Mateen or Stephen Paddock, you might've had 20, 25, 30 dead. And if one of them had a gun, knew how to use it, that all, that ends, that doesn't happen. So it's really not that complicated. And hopefully the Supreme court joy will pass that law. After they passed the law, who signs it? Oh, I know who does. The Department of Agriculture signs. The, the head of uh, ATF, AFT signs EFT, it, right? Yes. Is that how laws get passed? Yeah, the AFT does. That's true. That's true. Steven on in says AOC wanted all transit police removed. There was a protest. You can see it, a photograph. I saw yesterday of a protest of you know these AOC acolytes. And the sign said police out of the subway their 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 objective was to get the police removed from the subway and now people are saying we need police in the subway the dumbest thing in history is to defund the police movement yep. in the middle of a crime wave i hope i hope some democrats double down i hope ayanna presley and aoc and the rest of them double down at election time saying we must defund we must re- remove the police from the subway great idea aoc but all right uh, we got to wrap this up. We got to wrap this up. I have to say, I'm having a blast. Elon Musk has bought Twitter. He's taken over Twitter. We hope he's uh, kicking up Alapragh Agripal. And uh, you know what he should do? Parag Agripal. Kick him out. New CEO. I don't know. I can't decide between Alex Jones and Donald Trump. Who do you want as the new CEO of Twitter? Ooh, that would be you do a team effort. <laughs> yeah, we got CEO. Man, I don't think Donald Trump's up for the up for the job. He's running for. How about Donald Trump Jr.? We'll make him president.
2: Or, CNN's uh, gotta go. Yeah,
1: <laughs> He'll, yeah, that's true. If you made Trump the president, it's start banning everybody. Yeah. Banning Joy Joy Behar and Joy Reid and you know Joe Scarborough and Mika. They get banned. We don't need no more banning. MSNBC fake on there. news. We're going to let everybody on there. Sorry, Ben and I'm sorry, the the Elon, the the African-American entrepreneur hurt you. But we're going to let everyone on there, people who agree with you and disagree with you, you can debate them. You can refute them. You can agree. You can block them if you want, Ben. But we're going to let everybody speak. That's what we're doing. And uh, we are looking forward to it. But that'll do it for today. Thanks to everybody for watching, for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I am. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show tomorrow. This is Thursday, right? Yes. Thursday. That means tomorrow you can watch, you can listen, but you got to join us uh, only on Locals. Go to Callahan.Locals.com. Correct. Have that right? Yep. Sign up. Join us. It's, uh, we've already got more people at CNN Plus, but uh, we'll uh, we'll give you, unlike Chris Wallace, we will give you your money's worth, but uh, tomorrow, we will be back, Callahan Show, only on Locals.
2: Here tonight, shaking my head and
1: thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Or am I standing on the
0: Tell me Who take- Like the show? Leave a 5-star review on Apple and Spotify.